It's Saturday morning. I'm watching last night's Warriors game and catching up on some of my uh, YouTube videos that I had tagged to watch later. <clears throat> Using Unmark, of course. Little shout out to my Unmark. Um, and I want to talk about Microsoft for a minute. This week, I haven't blogged all that much because I'm I have a tight deadline on a project and I'm using all new ecosystem and tools and and it's all Microsoft. And I don't think that Microsoft is doing a very good job in letting developers know how good their development environment on Windows but also not on Windows, but also on the Mac, has gotten. And this has been brewing for a few years, probably 24, 28, 30 months um, on my blog. You can look back and, and just do a search for Microsoft and kind of read between the lines on all of the things that are going on with Microsoft. But there's some key areas that I want to talk about today. And this is going to be a longer audio bit than typical um that they are just not getting the word out right about uh what they're up to and this audio file is not going to be uh you know listened to by that many people but um if you're listening to this and you're a developer uh and you're not using Microsoft's toolset you may want to take a moment and do some research on it um I'm going to start off by playing a little audio clip here from um, Steve Ballmer, who just recently had an uh, interview with Bloomberg, and he was asked, what can Microsoft do to, to compete better against Amazon specifically? That was the answer to this question. But notice what he says here. You need to have even better attachment and ability to sell to startups and other development companies the de developers 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 and with azure you have to win the developers and i think microsoft's getting there but still has a lot more to do okay so i always make fun of him for that developers 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 thing but he's right and they have he he's he's wrong and they have a lot more to do they have a lot more to to do marketing wise um so let's talk about a couple key things. One is WSL, which is the Windows subsystem for Linux. It allows you to run um, Ubuntu kernel on the same stack as your as your Windows uh, stack without doing a virtual machine on your computer. And if you're a developer, you know all these words I'm saying. I'm not going to explain them all. Um, but let's say you're using Windows 10, and right now you spin up a virtual machine so that you can have a Linux box or something like that to develop against. You don't need to do that anymore. Um, Windows 10 has something now that is not even in beta anymore. It's out of beta, although we've been using it for well over a year at Condren Media. Um, it is now out of beta. It's in the Fall Creators update, so if you have updated Windows 10 to the latest release, you can turn on WSL. And by doing that, you can use Bash in natively on Windows. That gives you the capability to work with MySQL and with uh, command line tools on with uh, Git and so on and so forth. So, um, it it if nothing else, 
if you're a development shop that is collaborating with Macs and with Linux machines and with Windows, that whole thing gets so much easier. Um, you can have the exact same environment as someone that's on a Macintosh. Uh, because for years, developers were buying Macs because of that Unix um, underpinning. And people that bought Windows, either because they were Windows developers or maybe .NET developers, um, if they wanted to get into uh, Rails or if they wanted to uh, do other languages that, that required the Unix underpinnings or do a lot in open source, they had to go through a lot of different steps to have um, that development environment on their Windows 10 machine. So that's WSL. I can't tell you how many times Tucker, which is uh, one of my team members at Condra Media who primarily uses Windows, um, Tucker and I will go into a client meeting and we'll be talking to the developers on at, at one of our clients and they, they have no idea about WSL. And yet, there they are on a Windows machine. There they are. They're a developer full-time. Some of them are .NET developers, but they just don't know about it. And it isn't because Microsoft doesn't promote it in their developer conferences. They have Build every year. They have uh, .NET Conf. They have um, other conferences that happen throughout the year, and I'm sure they do many other things that I don't even know about. But those, those are the ones that I keenly uh, am aware of. Um, so they're, they are talking about it. And obviously on Channel 9, I think, is the name of their video service. Um, they've put a lot of stuff out on there. Um, but Steve Ballmer's right. They have a lot more to do. People need to know. I can't tell you how many times people don't know about this thing. That, that will 100% make their lives easier. So that's that. The next thing I want to talk about is about the ability to build multi-platform applications um, using Microsoft's toolset. There's been a lot of talk since... JavaScript has been making this resurgence over the last six or seven years um, to use JavaScript to be able to build applications that exist on all platforms, whether that's on Windows or Mac or um, on mobile, all mobile platforms, Android, iOS. But the problem that I've always had with it, and yes, it's possible, but the problem I've always had with it is that you don't end up with a native application. It's why I built Summit using Swift and uh, Apple's uh, ecosystem because I wanted Summit to feel like an iOS app. And that meant I had to make a decision not to have it on uh, Android. And of course, I did a couple of you know presentations on Summit and my, the first question from the Android people obviously would be, hey, can I have this on, on Android? And I said, no, because I'm not going to develop it twice. And, of course, the multi-platform thing comes up, and I've explored all those things, and they just don't uh, have the same feeling. And so what Microsoft has done is they have C-sharp libraries. C-sharp is uh, one of their uh, languages. And C-sharp exposes all the APIs of Android and Windows and iOS so that you can write all these platforms with one language. That's that in that in and of itself would be powerful, but what they've gone and done beyond that is that they've taken their Xamarin Forms. They they made a, an acquisition a few years back uh, called Xamarin, which allowed you to create user interfaces with XML, and it become native. Meaning, I write the UI one time, and it will create an Android interface. 
it'll create an iOS interface, and um, I only have to write it one time. Now, this that's what I've been working on mostly this week, has been that uh, it, I have Visual Studio on my Mac. A lot of people don't even know that's available. It's a native application. It's not some kludgy piece of junk like Eclipse, which I'm sorry if you're an Eclipse developer, if you like it, I don't know what to say, because <laughs> it is, it, on the Mac anyway, I have not used it on Windows ever. Um, on the Mac, it, it is not a native application, and it feels like it. I mean, you open it up, and it feels like you found some shareware somewhere, and and you're running it on your computer that, that hasn't been updated in 10 years. And that's no joke. I mean, that's how, that's how it looks. Um, and looks mean a lot when you're in development. When you're a developer... It's funny, you know, if I can go on a small tangent here, I'm already eight minutes in. If I can go on a small tangent, we care so much about our computers and our software and all that because we stare at it all day. If I was a truck driver uh, or a lorry driver, as my friend Colin Walker would probably say over in the UK, the, I would probably want my truck cab to be the best it could ever be right? I'd have great sound. I would have a comfy place to, to relax in the back. Um, so on and so forth. I would have every, you know, comfort that I could possibly have in there because I'm going to be in there every day. And I've seen some of these trucks. These guys spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on these trucks because they want to have a great experience and they're going to be in there for a substantial portion of their life. The same is said for when you see carpenters, they have their, their favorite tools and they, they really go out of the way to buy expensive tools. When I uh, lived for a short period of time out in South Dakota, all the farmers out there had these incredible trucks with quad cabs and all the, you know, fixins back in the day. That, that is why you, you you care so much is because you're using it every day. I don't want to live in Eclipse all day long because it's terrible. So these things do matter. And Microsoft does know that because I'll tell you, the, the, the Visual Studio for Mac is feels like a Mac app. Um, it does not feel like a Windows application in any spot in the interface. I would argue that in some key ways... It is better than Xcode. Xcode still feels probably slightly more Mac-like, especially the latest version, um, because they've been. It seems like they've been investing some time into upgrading that. But, um, but it's. I mean, it's on the same, you know, floor on the same level as as Xcode, and that's saying a lot. So, all week I've been working on this application that I need to build, and sorry about that. I the and. I'm building it both for Android and iOS, and I can tell you right now that I'm pretty far along already in one week, having never opened Visual Studio, having never written a line of C-sharp, and having never written anything with Xamarin, um, and never using Visual Studio for Mac, I mean, the, the, the entire thing I've never done, and yet I have a working prototype in one week. Um, and so I'm confident that if if this continues a second and a third week and I deliver this application um, I very likely will rebuild summit this way which is why you haven't seen a summit update in a little while because I'm getting into this new environment and I, there, there's a couple reasons why you haven't seen summit in a little while I have new new things to launch and stuff but um, I, I'm pretty certain I'm gonna rebuild this so 
Okay, getting back to the... It's hard with these audio things to get back to the point. The point is that they're not doing a good job of telling that story either. I don't think. At least they're not reaching me. Uh, I have to go looking for it all the time. I have to go looking for these stories and these headlines and I have to make sure I'm following the right people on Twitter and so forth so that um, I see what's going on. So, so, so far we've talked about the fact that they have WSL on Windows 10. So if you're on Windows 10, you can develop the same way a guy on a Mac can. Uh, and if you are... If you want to develop cross-platform on either Windows 10 or on Mac, you can use Visual Studio now with C-Sharp and be able to have native UIs on both sides, not some crazy little web view that's a React app or something, which all you React people are probably freaking out, like, what does he know about React? I do know about React, and it's not what I'm talking about. The last thing I'll talk about is the cloud-based services that they have. If you go back and just do a Google search for looking at build... 2017. Um, it's Microsoft's conference. You can do a search on my uh, blog also for build. And you will notice something about... It's, it, it's, it's buzzword craziness when you watch these keynotes. I mean, they are talking about stuff that, like, if you're not intimately familiar with these things, it'll just wash over you, your eyes will glaze over, and you'll forget about it. But what we have now at our disposal as developers is incredible. One click to add cloud-based databases that automatically sync so that let's say you were building a to-do application, which is obviously the easiest example to give, and you wanted to have the same tasks listed on your iPad and your iPhone and your Mac and you know your TV, it doesn't really matter what it is. And to do that syncing has always been just, it's, it's probably one of the hardest things in, in computer science. I think that's even like a, a phrase. You know, syncing is just really hard. And Azure, out of the box, does some of these things. Um, they also have now AI, like, so you can build a, a fairly simple chatbot um, with a couple of clicks. And now you have a chatbot where your a customer can be sending a Facebook message to a restaurant and saying, hey, when are you guys open today? And it automatically reply with the proper response. And um, there's all kinds of things that you can do there. They have, obviously, storage uh, capabilities. Um, they have, uh, you can spin up Azure now, the Azure stack on your own environment. So they have the whole Azure stack, which is available in the cloud, and you can pay them, or you can use that on your own platform. Um it goes on and on and on. I, I, I don't, I'm not as familiar with those things um, as I am with this development environment. But all I can say is, to Balmer's point, there's more they can do, but it's likely not on the technology end. It needs to continue to improve. It needs to be up to date. Uh, one example is the C-sharp APIs. If, and they've done very well with this the last two or three releases as far as I've seen. If iOS gets updated and there's a brand new, you know, something like ARKit, as an example, comes out, um, Microsoft has day one support for those APIs in uh, C-sharp. That means that me as a C-sharp developer would be able to take advantage of ARKit the first day that it becomes available. Uh, I don't, I have not been using this long enough to know if they're true to their word um, if they, they, they claim day one uh, support, but I don't know. I know 
from what I found so far, there are a few APIs that they do not hook into yet. And so I hope that there's just updates upon updates upon updates with this. Um, and I do plan on reaching out to a few of the people that work on these teams and saying, please, please, please continue just to give them a little bit of incentive. And um, if we're loud about it, you know, they can go back to their managers and those managers can talk to whomever makes the decisions at Microsoft and they can say, listen, the community is really still asking for these things, so let's keep this up. Because if we don't use it, then then what's the incentive for them to keep it up to date? Um, as an example, I needed to play, I need in this app I'm building, I'm, I need to play audio. And it's not, making an image appear in your interface is a solved problem, but making, but playing audio is not. So you have to like download this component and all this stuff. It's not hard. It, you know, you just have to know what to do. Um, but it's certainly that API is not exposed through C sharp as well as it probably could be, uh, at least in my experience so far, I could be wrong. So in short <laughs> to wrap up, and if you're still listening to this at 17 minutes in clearly my longest rant, um, Microsoft is is doing amazing things on so many different levels. I don't think they're very good at telling anybody about it. Uh, I think that they're very good at telling Microsoft developers about it, which is important. They have a key base to, to, to talk to. But a Mac person doesn't watch Build. Uh, a Mac person doesn't watch uh, the Channel 9 videos. So they need to get in the face of Mac developers. Um, I don't know how they do that exactly. You know, obviously conferences is probably the number one way, but I really believe that they should start publishing. Oh, here's one way they could do it. If you go onto YouTube and you search for a problem that you're having with Xcode and Swift, let's say, you will find 15 videos for that problem. Um, and some of them will be very well produced. Some of them won't be. Some of them will just be some person sitting in their basement, you know, uploading a video to YouTube. And it's, I mean, it's, I'm glad they do it because I found many of my solutions that way. Um, but you won't find, uh, you know, 15 well-produced videos about that particular problem. You will with Apple, uh, but with Visual Studio, you uh, and and C Sharp, you won't. You'll see some stuff released from Xamarin University for free, which is owned by Microsoft, and they charge for that. But I think they should just pump all the stinking university stuff right up onto YouTube. Um, the people that they have doing the... And it's the guys that own Xamarin, so I feel bad even saying this out loud, but I'm going to say it anyway. They're just not good at demonstrating this stuff. They're, they're too familiar with it. They fly through things. They, they, they talk over themselves. They're just not presenters, you know? And what you need is you need some presenters to do this. Um, you need teachers to teach how this works. And you need short, digestible videos um, because developers are looking for solutions to problems, not three-hour videos uh, that they have to scrub through to be like, well, where is this one, you know in, you know, class that I'm trying to find or whatever it is. Um, so it, it, Apple's ecosystem has that. I don't know if they foster that at all. I, they may not. Um, but Microsoft could easily foster that. Hey, we're going to sponsor, you know, a woman developer from France, a, you know, a guy in Texas and somebody else and just say, listen, we're going to sponsor you to do a hundred videos this year on 
developing with Xamarin Forms and C Sharp for all platforms. And just let them rip. Um, that's what I would do if I were them. Get it up on YouTube. All right, that's enough. If you're not familiar with Microsoft's stuff, get on it.